Welcome back. I know it's late. I'm so sorry. I, I know we missed last week. To the loudest podcast. I'm your host, Stereos Kodos. With us as always is Sarantia. Hello. How are you doing today, Stereos? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Uh, fine. What's the matter? I really like, I really like, I'm on this dep- antidepressant called Wellbutrin uh-huh. and I really, really like it. And I'm thinking, the reason why I really like it is because it's also an appetite suppressant because they also give it to people who uh, like stop smoking. Okay. And so I'm thinking it needs like a Gimme Jimmy style commercial. Like, got a double chin? You tell your doctor. Give me Wellbutrin. <laughs> Give me Wellbutrin. Give me Wellbutrin. <laughs> What's what's Gimme Jimmy? It's uh better call Saul. You know, bully, okay, so Saul, believe it or not, Saul Goodman's name is not Saul Goodman. He was previously practicing under his government name, Jimmy McGill, and he became like a lawyer for old people and he would run commercials in the nursing home and said, you know, we would call Gimme Jimmy. Gimme Jimmy. <laughs> it's really clever. <laughs> that sounds great. It's good. Why won't you watch that show with me? It's very good. I don't want to see Bob Odenkirk get hurt or hurt other people. I heard he had to drink his own pee. Not my Bob Odenkirk. Was that really pee? Well, I mean, I he did. I, I don't. I, I mean, the character. You know me. I get lost in like the real world of these people and their stories. Well, it's really, really, really good. You could just skip all the scenes that are filmed in Mexico with like the yellow tint over them. That'll be your cue to stop watching because that's where the most people get hurt. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. Look, here's the Bob Odenkirk. Boomers like the Bob Odenkirk that pretended to be a music teacher in the music video for the Yola Tango song Sugar Cube. I don't know what that is. Okay, well, you'd love it. Oh, Bob Odenkirk's so funny. Oh, okay. Here's the Bob Odenkirk we like. The Bob Odenkirk that during the lie detector sketch in Mr. Show <laughs> said that he derailed the train with his penis and then ate it piece by piece for charity. His penis or the train? The train, which he derailed it with his penis. Oh, okay, gosh. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the Bob Odenkirk we love. Well, let me tell you the Bob Odenkirk that Zoomer's like, the one that uh, plays by his own rules and kills his brother. <laughs> <laughs> he killed his brother? Not directly, but kind of. Does anybody? watches Better Call Saul, can you tell me like what Howard Hamlin did to make everybody so fucking mad? Like I'm re-watching it right now and I think about season four, whatever season they introduced Lalo in, but man, they want to fuck this guy's life up. What did he do besides be a little bit uh, awkward? Okay, look, again, I don't want to see like Jimmy McGill's alcoholic older brother get hurt because when he gets hurt, you know who gets hurt? Lenny from Laverne and Shirley. That's who gets hurt. I don't want to see Lenny from Laverne and Shirley have a bad time. Squeaky, maybe. Not Lenny. Is is that the guy who plays Chuck, his older brother? Yes. Oh, neat. See, I don't know any of these actors except Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm glad you know. Look, look, anyway, I was about to explain something. I was about to explain why the show has been more late recently. And I've realized I'm going to have to come clean with the audience. Okay, listen, when I say this new job pays a lot of money. I can't give you the number. Sriracha, should I give them the number? No, don't. But okay, you, but I, I it's, shouldn't give them. I'm not going to give. What were you going to say? I'll verify that it is a large number. Okay. I'm in this weird position right now. We, okay. Remember how for months and months I was like, when I go on job interviews, I just give the craziest number I can think of because someone will eventually make a mistake and pay it. Yeah, of course. Okay. That's happened. Wow. Listeners. That has happened. I'm in a very limited time. I'm kind of in the bonus round of a career is how, how I'm looking at it. We're like, you know, we're like 
Mario's invincible and he can run around and like get a bunch of points, but for a very limited time. Yeah, exactly. You got to run, shove as many coins in your pocket as you can before time runs out. Yeah, exactly. Look, eventually someone will realize we made a mistake. This guy's a jackass. We should not have hired this guy. We shouldn't have. He gave a great interview. Shouldn't have hired him. And so every moment until that, I am just like trying to like shove money into this bag. Sriracha, now true or false? Am I working about 20 hours a day? Oh, God, you're working a lot. Yeah, I don't. I'm not like your babysitter, but you're working an ass ton. Yeah, and I'm working on the weekends, too. Yeah. Okay. And so when, when I'm hanging out with my elderly father, like he just wants to have like a nice conversation about Adik's Roadshow. Am I able to like engage in this like father son moment? I don't know. Is the cat in the cradle serious? No, because I'm working. <laughs> Like that cat building those cradles. He built that cat built amazing cradles, but he didn't have time for his kittens. Spam. Your boomer reference got turned back around on you. Your own spell was used against you. How does that feel? I don't like it. I hate it. So anyway, listeners, I think it's about time to hire an editor, which is something that I have not wanted to do. Thank fucking God. I've been editing the show for... uh, I don't know, maybe like the past 50 episodes or something I've been editing the show. Um, And I really like it because I know what'll get us canceled. (laughs) And I can remove it before anybody hears it. Wow, that's so great. That's a skill you need. That's true. I'm the only one that can do it. Look, I get Lime Ginjo or I get Zwickdad at the show. Look, God bless them both. They don't know what not to say on the internet, these two. They're constantly retweeting, come this, come that, bucket of come this. The chum bucket is now the cum bucket. Like, they're going crazy. The secret formula to the Krabby Patty is Squidward's cum. They they don't <laughs> shut up about this stuff. Yeah, especially Lime Jinjo, because he was, like, bored. He doesn't know life without putting your entire life on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine know. he would have a difficulty. Separating fact from fiction. Yeah, and then and then Zwick, he's he's not my age, but he's close to my age. Do you want a guy with a dick tattoo deciding like which Israel Palestine jokes we could keep and which ones we have to go away? I don't know. Is he actively fucking them? <laughs> the Israelis or the Palestinians? Or the, the jokes the themselves. Jo- I don't know. See, say <laughs> we don't know. We should have cut that. Well, now it's in, unfortunately. So. All right, I got to get a new editor. I'm making a lot of money for a limited time. So if the show is slower, just know that we are still here. We are still working. We care. We love the show. We don't want to stop the show. But if I don't buy Sriracha House pretty soon, I think I think we're going to be wrapping this relationship. Up. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because like, look, I'm not getting any younger. Somehow she is. Look at her today. Fuck you. You're wearing that. You're the, the, the uh, what is it? The juicy couture? Yeah. That's got, like a little time travel suit. Got my time travel track suit on. Yeah, exactly. You're all, it's a year 2011 over there. Uh, too old. 2011's a little late, don't you think? I don't know. When, when was Juicy Couture's hey? I would say like 2007. Okay. I would guess. If I had to get, put a year on it, I would be, it would be 2007. Okay. How much did the Juicy Couture tracksuit cost? The original? Oh, the I'm, one that you're wearing right now. Uh, I don't remember. Okay. Was it a lot? No. Okay. Because what? they're all secondhand now because it's no nobody cares anymore. I you care. Could buy them off like eBay or shit. 
Yeah, but I, but the, the, they're vintage. They're they're no longer made. There's a limited supply of juicy couture. Yeah, but when I bought this, it was in like the period where it was out of style and no one wanted it. But as it wasn't, the circle hadn't went around yet. Oh, yeah, no. So there was a hot second. I don't know if it's still there, but on eBay, you could find juicy couture tracks. It's still a cows came home. It's like they searched it at the thrift store the day after prom. And let me tell you, I remember when I was a kid, like really, really not a kid, but like a preteen, yeah. like wanting one of these tracksuits with all of my heart and soul because I thought that was the coolest thing ever like in 2007. And now that I have it, I don't care. Probably because I'm uh, two decades old. <laughs> but I think you look nice in the tracksuit. Well, thank you. I, I it's, got a, it's got the little J on the zipper for Juicy. It does. That's fun. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's about enough uh, preamble bullshit. Oh, right. And there's a new episode of Christery out. And there's a new Lime in the Coconuts. And you guys are recording a new Dark Side Jewels tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. That one's going to be a banger. We're going to talk all about uh, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> we Look, I'm speaking for the audience here. Not for me. And not for me. We need more Dark Side Jills. It's yeah. the best show on the network. It's so hard to schedule, though. I know. Like, the problem is that we can never find a time to get together. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying we want it. Okay. Well, I will take that into consideration. Thank you. And also, I'll take into consideration doing more Twitch stream. Just stop giving me money, people. Okay. Here's the new lesson. Stop giving me money until I uh, prove myself. Because I feel bad. All of you people that are subbing that I just fuck off for, like, six weeks after being on every week for three weeks. I could get, you know what we need for you? What? We need to buy you a little like Mac mini. You push one button, you're on Twitch. Is that a thing that exists? Yes, exactly. We need a thing. We need to make you getting on Twitch easier because right now when you want to get on Twitch, and a set of lights and a microphone and the presonus and the this and the that and it, just the exposure. And it, it's not fun. Maybe I'll pay you to set it up for me. I would do time. that. Okay, cool. I was thinking about, remember that producer that we met at my improv grad, level one graduation show? I do. Maybe, maybe we should hire her. Because if she came over here, we would have to do our work. What what is she gonna what's the purpose of hiring her? Just her you gonna whip us in here as we yeah, create so our sweat factory? <laughs> we hire her. We know she's coming Tuesday at seven o'clock. It's like, all right, well. You have to be on Twitch then. You're, you're pay, you've already paid this person. I'll think about it. They've taken time off. They're coming. They're on the way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Archangel Life, please save your money until I prove myself. I'm not I'm not opposed to the idea of you giving me a sub, but you got to wait until I prove myself. I have lost my automatic sub privileges. You are you are such a little Catholic guilter. I feel real bad. I even promised a guy. I was like, yeah, I'll promise you you'll make your money's worth. And then never went on again. And I feel super bad. I got to give that guy. If you're that guy, send me a message. I'll give you your money. But <laughs> OK, counterpoint, though. I'm listening. I feel like people know when they they give you money. People know you're not one of these Markiplier people who's on 14 hours a day. They know that. They're not stupid. Yeah, I mean, I know. But what if you're new? Like, what if you've never interacted with me and my horseshit before? <laughs> How is someone going to find? It's not like you're playing the latest AAA games while doing ASMR in a bunny costume. They have to know who you are to find you. No, I get new viewers sometimes. I'm people listening. that I don't think know me. Like, obviously, Twitter's a big pull. But sometimes I do get random normies that <laughs> pop in. It's hey, fun. Speaking of Twitter, what do you think's going to happen? Uh, to it, it, Twitter now that's in Elon Musk's hands. Today, wrestler Randy Orton said he was logging on to Elon. 
What is that? I guess that's just what they're calling Twitter now. They're calling it Elon. Oh, God. Yeah. I think it's pretty funny. That is so on brand for that dude that I couldn't even, I think you're not even making that up. No, well, I'm just saying, I'm saying in the popular parlance, people are calling it. I don't know that Elon Musk has said where you should call it Elon, but if he did, I think it would be an improvement. What the hell is a Twitter anyway? It's a little bird twittering around, twitting and twatting. You know what I like? Birds. You know what I don't like? Twitter. Elon I feel Musk. Like tw- well, obviously, but true or false, Twitter's done nothing to help birds. Uh, I cannot confirm that they have not. I don't know what Twitter's done for birds recently. I'm sorry. Well, we don't like, well, do, okay. Do you like Twitter? Yeah, uh, not anymore. Twitter's kind of a cesspool. I got locked out of my Twitter the other week because I called somebody a pedophile in the DMs. Now, were they being pedophilic? Yeah, kind of. It was about Lolly. It was something about Lolly. And I was like, you're a fucking pedophile. Eat a bullet or something. And they reported me. Okay, so the eat a bullet part was actually probably more why you got, uh, Band. I mean, who's to say? Maybe now that Daddy Elon is running it, I will. I will expect a full report on which <laughs> which naughty curse word uh, gave me the ban hammer. Okay. Oh, no. he is absolutely going to block everybody he doesn't like, though. He already started blocking a lot of people. Like which is go great for free speech. Yeah, like go look at Elon Musk's uh, block list and then tell me that he wants even his harshest critics to have a town square to scream in. Now look, tw- Twitter. If if he's going full free speech absolutist, which means like all so when I hear that, here's what I hear: all slurs all the time. Just a, just like an all you can eat buffet of the worst words, including some new ones we came up with for friends in the LGBT community that we might not have had 20 years ago. I mean, that's what Facebook is now, right? Just like moms and dads <laughs> tossing slurs around. Yeah, see, it's it's like that, that's what I think Twitter's gonna be. It's it's just going to become like the slur the slur apocalypse, and that's you know what a lot of people are going to have to leave the platform. They should have left before this. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Twitter had a couple of really good ideas. I'm like listening. I don't know if this idea is still going. Okay. But Reddit has a similar thing that I've been tuning in. It would not surprise me if Twitter absolutely nuked the one part that was fun about it. But do you have Twitter Spaces? What's it called? Twitter talk, Twitter spaces. It's a feature that a bunch of people get in a room and it's like Discord. You have a host who can like authorize different people to speak. And there'll be like hundreds of people just sitting there listening. It's kind of like Clubhouse. You remember Clubhouse? Well, see, Twitter stole it from Clubhouse, not from Reddit. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not saying that they uh, invented it or stole it from anywhere. I'm saying that Reddit has a feature similar to this. Reddit does that now? Which is what I use because I, I haven't seen it frequently. So I think Twitter might have nuked it. But man... That was a heyday. That one second where we had just the most mentally ill people on the planet able to host a TED Talk for everyone at every hour of the day. Mine were all about race. It's so weird. Every Twitter space that I scrolled through that was recommended to me, it had a room title like, Are Black Women Too Demanding? And you'd go in there, there'd be like 250 people sitting there listening to some schizoid talk about whether or not black women are too demanding. Well, what conclusion did they come to? I mean, I didn't stick around for because these things go for hours. Uh-huh. I just like pop in, listen to a little bit and then pop out. I had one. I, there was one that was something called like 
pro-abortion debate me or anti-abortion debate me. And what one of the features that I really, really like about these Twitter spaces is it didn't have enough locks on it so that it could go get derailed really, really quickly. If you're one of these people, like if you're one of these people that have been sitting at their house just baking in 4chan and politics over the entire course of the pandemic and you're like real confident in what you're saying, but you don't realize that normal people that you interact with day to day aren't super political and aren't super down with some of the things you're saying, get on a Twitter space, host it, and then have to talk to and defend their shit to actual living human beings that like go to work every day. Very easy to get them flustered. Very easy to destroy the whole room. There was one I was listening to or I heard about. I don't think I was actually in there. It was like, it was called, I'm a Nazi, ask me anything. And the guy was talking about like building moats around the country. It was so good. It was so good. All of mine I saw were about fucking race for some reason. I saw a ton of them. Be like, is our black woman too demanding? Uh, is a child born of a black man and a white woman really black? <laughs> like just these hotep ass questions. And they'd sit there and they'd just talk and talk for hours about it. It was awesome. It was great. The closest approximation I have right now, maybe Twitter spaces is still out there. I don't know. The closest approximation I have right now is uh, Wall Street Bets. Mm -hmm. They have a talk room every morning before like uh, the The markets open. Yeah. Last time I tuned in there, it was the last day of that Reddit spaces. So they were sitting there all having a conversation about how they should, or slash place. That's what I meant. Uh, They were sitting there having a conversation about how they wanted to use their last time on r slash pay place before it whited out and I turn it on and I hear yeah I think there's gonna be a lot of swasta and then I immediately turned it off for the day you know I think you're gonna do just fine in Elon Musk's new Twitter oh yeah is he bringing back Twitter space it's all what I would give for like an Elon Musk wholesome reddit chungus 100 Twitter space that gets totally derailed by normal people I think Twitter spaces are still around are they really I don't think they went away are they good still I want them to have like weird fucking names not like boring shit like oh how I became a millionaire at age 21 or how to pay off student debt no I want to talk about what features on black women are most unappealing let me just say this according to that group of people in the Twitter space and not me let me just let me put this out there if there's one thing Elon Musk likes it's taking the 4chan aesthetic and putting it places where it doesn't work. And that's going to be Twitter. Front page, there's going to be nine different Twitter spaces on, quote, race realism. <laughs> what is that? You don't want to know? Don't Google it. And Elon Musk will tell you. Don't, don't Google it. And I'm sorry I brought it up. Like, um, I do love... See, it's interesting because one of the things that Elon Musk is talking about doing is he's like, everybody should have their real name. Oh, I saw that. No, thank you, sir. Okay, now here's why I like that. It's really going to piss off 4chaners because the whole point of 4chan is anonymity. And they're all like, oh, Elon Musk is like our billionaire white savior daddy, blah, blah, blah. Like, he wants their real name so he can sue them if they say something he doesn't like. That's why he wants their real name. I saw that he wanted uh, account verification. He had some kind of bullshit excuse, like, we're going to get all the bots off Twitter. But how would you verify? Do you have to, like, give them your government ID or something? The only way I can think to do it is a photo of, your dri- of like, your driver's license. Oh, that's going to suck. That will kill Twitter. I will not use Twitter anymore if that happens. I think no – well, okay. For me, Twitter's been dead for a long, long time. Yeah. So – 
I'm really looking forward to seeing like what the fuck happens. Like what happens when Elon Musk gets bored of Twitter like three days in? He'll probably just sell it to somebody else. I don't know that anyone else is going to be stupid enough to buy it. Or if they are, they're going to buy it at like a ridiculously cut rate price. Oh, no, I believe that that's what's going to happen because Elon Musk is a moron who's a one step thinker at every possible level. I don't think Elon Musk will ever sell Twitter because then he would look like a failure. I think he would just like ride it into the grave. Well, and even then, be- I don't. Th- I think he would just continue to fund it forever. Well, that'd be fun to watch. But I mean, if there's no apps, people that are absolutely unhinged, just posting, posting, posting at all hours of the day, then what? What even is Twitter? It's not fun anymore. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> That's the thing. Like Twitter, I think the first thing he does is he just unbans everyone i think like he just goes in there day one and he just goes fresh start everybody start a twitter account if you want like you know uh, and i think it's just going to become like an unusable shit show of like swastikas and poop and poop swastikas and then we're all just gonna be like (laughs) yeah we like because i think people really only use twitter now for like news like gaming news i mean that's the only thing i use twitter for is i will i find that twitter is very good for news just because like i don't post anything but when something happens man within like minutes it will be all over twitter yeah like you know i like i like twitter to kind of see like if there's a new game coming out like i haven't heard about it i can go on twitter and look it up and like oh, these like these cool like uh, professional gamers are all talking about it and i kind of get the gist well it's gonna be like that now but for Race. He's going to bring Keemstar into a uh, top level executive position. So the the shit posting's coming from inside the house. Oh my God. All right. So we can both agree new Twitter's going to be bad, but not much worse, but pretty funny to watch. I'm really excited to see what happens here. Yeah, me too. Oh my God. What if Twitter, like, my first thought when Elon Musk like was going to buy Twitter is I was like, oh my God. I might get to finally stop using Twitter. Really? Is that what's going to push you? Yeah. Well, it's because I just don't think it'll be fun anymore. Like, I think that when a space like this just becomes a shit show, just people lose interest. You know what I mean? It's like, that's exactly what happened on Facebook. It just became a shit show and we all lost interest. For a while, Facebook was nice. It was nice. I think they were on their way out, though, until like they brought in groups. Groups gave groups to me was Facebook life support. And even that's running a little thin. Yeah, I know. Like, I kind of don't really care what's happening to the groups right now. Do you ever buy anything on Facebook Marketplace? I hear Facebook Marketplace is like a not bad alternative to like Craigslist or eBay. I have not. Have you? No. I mean, I would be curious if it. I, those things terrify me. I've never used Craigslist or eBay. I'm so afraid of getting uh, kidnapped. Oh, well, yeah. Because the, the thing I like about it is like, oh, I know this guy's in Brooklyn. I know he's down the street. I see that I can go get the washing machine. No, yeah, you'll get killed. Don't do it. Yeah. But I should start doing it. Okay. <laughs> Tumblr's dead. Facebook's dead. Tumblr's dead because it got rid of the porn. That's fudge fucking crap. Why does this always happen? Why do these companies just absolutely nuke themselves? Like, because letting it become an unstinted mess. Let me tell you, Tumblr was a website back in the day, back in my day. Tumblr was so well organized. It was such a good place to find porn. It was such a good place to find porn because people were very serious about tagging 
gifts and stuff. There was be like very organized like lists. So you could it was be easy to create an alternative account that you could lock. So you could just put your jerk off material in there and then easily switch back to your main account. Oh, man, you guys missed it. And then they banned the fucking porn, I guess, so they can be on the app store. And immediately everybody left. I mean, that was just I think that was Apple just being like, we let's see if we can find a way to take out this competitor of ours. Probably. Yeah. Like, um, and then uh, it's interesting, like Apple is doing the same thing to Google right now where Apple's like, did you get that notification a couple updates ago on your iPhone that was like, hey, do you want to be tracked? Yes or no? I did not. Oh, okay. When you update like the the OS or something to like version 14, they'll be like, hey, do you want um to be tracked? And you just say no. And like all of a sudden that starves Google out of so much fucking money. It's incredible. Okay, that's kind of lit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Like Apple didn't do it for the right reasons. They didn't do it because they care about us. They did it because they care about her to Google. But I benefit. Yeah, I also benefit from that. Don't like Apple, but I do like uh, sticking it to Google. <laughs> the same thing's happening right now in Florida with like the, the Florida Republicans versus Disney. It's like... Disney's responsible for like a lot of awful, awful shit. Like Disney's the reason that like the public domain doesn't really function anymore. Like, uh, you know, Disney is like constantly like fucking over artists and actors and writers and things like that. Um, I don't know that I've ever said this on the show, but I definitely when I worked on the Disney lot once, I worked there for like two months. That's where I learned the term Mauschwitz. Oh, my God. Yeah, apparently, like, people hated working for Disney so much that that's what they called it. Holy Christ. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, so I like the idea of, like, somebody hurting Disney. But I like the idea that, like, well, by hurting Disney, they're also hurting themselves because, like, now Florida's going to have to pay, like, a shitload more in tax. It seems like they're both kind of fucking each other, and I win. What's going on in Florida? Did Disney say, like, the gay people were allowed in or something? Yeah, so, so uh, like, long story short, they, in Florida, they passed a law that tried to, like, restrict what you could talk about uh, from kindergarten to third grade. And Disney's employees were like, hey, uh, you got to protest the this don't say gay law. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, uh, if a teacher's gay, they should probably be able to, like, I don't know, put up a photo of them with their husband or something. I, I don't know how much we should be trying to like restrict people's speech in this space. And uh, Disney was like, we don't want to. Uh, Disney was like, employees, we get it. But like, we don't want to go against uh, the government. The Disney was like, we can do a lot more for gay rights, like by making stories featuring like strong gay characters. And then Disney's employees were like, well, you don't really have any. <laughs> like, remember, like we got our first gay character in a Marvel movie, like 20 movies in. 20 seconds. <laughs> it was like, Not available in China. <laughs> it was like 20 seconds long. It was definitely cut from China. You, you, you keep cutting all the gay stuff from China and Egypt. So. So we're going to walk out. And so all the Disney employees staged a walkout. Really? There was, was like a general strike? It was a big fucking deal. And so Disney was like, all right, all right, all right. So Disney put out a statement. They were like, we are strongly against this don't say gay law. Like, we think it's too restrictive. Gay, like, we think gay people should be able to acknowledge that they're gay. Okay. And uh, the, the Florida Republican Party was like, guess what? We are going to, we are going to destroy the law that made Disney world into its own town. Like, cause Disney, like for since like the sixties 
has had like its own incorporated town. And that way they don't have to like get permits and this and that, like every time they want to build a roller coaster. Oh yeah. I've heard some things. I'm not going to talk ad nauseum about this because I'm not educated enough to talk about it, but I have heard some fucky wucky stuff from people who went to the Disney college program. Oh, yeah. Like I've heard some very sketchy things that made me say like, Oh my God, that can't be legal. Yeah. Disney is a super sketchy company that like regularly trades in on how much you love them as a kid to like, Work you to death as an adult. But Florida was like, well, this township of yours, we're going to revoke it. So now, Disney, you're going to have to like follow all the laws of the, of like Orlando County, of Orange County, and all the state laws. Like you can no longer like have your own little carve outs, which I think is pretty funny. Okay. Yeah, that's funny. But that town had about a billion dollars worth of debt on the books. And so when you disincorporate a town, the debt goes to the county. So now, like, the people in Orange County, including my mom. I was going to say, that man, Orlando, overnight got real fucked. Yeah, so, like, everyone in Orange County, including everyone in Orlando, um, they are facing a property tax hike of, like, enormous uh, consequences. Like, some people are saying, like, 25% property tax hike. And the thing is, like, because Disney was its own little township, they paid for their own fire department and they paid for their own like police and their own traffic safety and all this, just like a town would. Yeah. Well, now Orange County is going to be on the hook for like fire coverage for all of Disney World, <laughs> like all the cops, all the road construction. And so, well, I know who's definitely getting fucked here is my mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> because the whole point of Florida is that property taxes are low. Oh, it'll go from like 1.25 to 1.5%. Property taxes are not high. People, the, the numbers that some people are estimating are ridiculous because there aren't like a ton of people in Orange County. So you divide a billion by the population of Orange County. And it's like a, you know, it's like a heavy hit. And especially the other thing you got to think of is there's not like a ton of property owners in Orange County. Most people in Orange County are like poor renters. So like someone's getting fucked here. Well, DeSantis is what happens when you don't do a state tax and your voters are getting so old that they might die on their way to the polls before you get another one. Yeah, it's I don't know. Look, hopefully my mom can sell her house before this debt bomb goes off. So apparently the debt bomb doesn't go off until 2023. Oh, OK. Yeah. So my mom's got like a year to get the fuck out of Florida. Um, but th but this is fun. Look, stuff's happening. Stuff's happening. Big governments are fighting with corporations and. Hopefully they both just like destroy each other. Wouldn't that be nice? Oh, that would be lit. Yeah. If Elon Musk like buys Twitter and runs it into the ground, that's funny. If Elon Musk buys Twitter and makes it good, that's also funny. How can we get Elon Musk and Walt Disney World to fight each other? <laughs> That would be funny. That would be an epic, like, room of those memes. Imagine a conversation between these two. <laughs> Elon and whoever this current uh, vampire CEO of Disney is. That wouldn't be too hard. If Disney started selling electric cars. Oh, that would be great. That would be fucking awesome. Like, d d like just call them like Epcot, like like the Epcot line of electric cars because they've been doing the Epcot Center for years. They've had that little electric car that the, drives around that little glow. They wouldn't even need to make the cars themselves. They could just buy a big chunk of, I don't know, like Lucid Motors or yeah. something. I do like that. All right. Disney could also start its own Twitter 
where speech is severely restricted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where you're only allowed to say good things and only about Disney properties. We go back to the uh, chat <laughs> chat uh, forum. Back in the day, we used to have these things called forums where you have to have your post approved by a monitor. <laughs> you couldn't just post at all hours of the day. I know it was a prehistoric time. There's a guy named Goofy, and he decides whether or not you can express your opinion. <laughs> um, we do have to get those two. Who else should we get fighting? Oh, let's see. Obvious choice is Jeff Bezos, but I don't think that's funny. What if we got Jeff Bezos and Big Ed to fight? Well, that would be funny. <laughs> I don't think Big Ed would be much of a challenge, though. Jeff Bezos could definitely, like, snipe him. <laughs> I agree that Jeff Bezos could have Big Ed killed. But you kill Big Ed, you make a martyr. You can't kill an idea. That's the danger. Like... Big Ed, what if we hook up Big... You know Jeff Bezos' ex-wife who, like, has $300 billion? Yeah. What if we get Big Ed and her together? I was going to say, you say you can't kill an idea. What's the idea? Just Filipino women? <laughs> what kind of idea is Big Ed? What, what kind of idea is it, Big Ed? <laughs> oh, Mayo hair? Red flag? <laughs> you show me, like, a TikTok once about red flags? Uh, What? Did you ever see that TikTok where they gave all the kids in class red flags and they showed the kids clips of Big Ed? And they're like, every time you see a red flag, wave this around. And it's just like a bunch of kids waving flags nonstop. Oh, that's hilarious. I've not seen that. That's a pretty good TikTok. All right. We'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Hey, welcome back. Loudest podcast, loudest podcast on the internet. It's everybody's favorite skippable segment, 90 Day Fiance. It's not skippable for me. I love hearing about it. This is the biggest and most important television show in the culture. This television show is why Discovery bought Warner. Oh, yeah. No, I tell guys, like my personal friends in my personal life who are men, I was like, you want to talk to like any girl. If you need an in for any girl ever, you need to be up to date with 90 Day Fiance. It's one episode. It's an hour and a half a week. And I guarantee you, I don't care who you're messaging on Tinder. I guarantee you she's seen at least a portion of it. You know how many times like I've been in a meeting and we're waiting on someone and there's no, and I'm the only guy there. And I'm just like, Hey, can you believe about baby girl, Lisa and Usman and all, can you believe it? Do you get a reaction? Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they just do all the talk. I just light the match. Yeah. And then they go nuts. It, it is. It's like all of our special interests by us. I mean, women, <laughs> we just, we're all are just happy looking for opportunities to info dump about 90 Day Fiance. Speaking of info dumping, I have, do you remember at the beginning of last season, which was season eight, we wrote our guesses on which couples would still be together after the tell-all, or at least during the tell-all. That's right. We did. You walked us through each couple's thing, and a lot of them were like, he's a gross-looking sex tourist, and she's way out of his league. Yeah, that's a spoiler alert. What's going to happen this time, too? Um, yeah. So the good thing about being a fan of 90 Day Fiance is there's never fucking breaks. There's never a break more than a week. So the most recent season of 90 Day Before the 90 Days has ended and we've gone into season nine has begun already. Now we've seen two episodes of season nine so far. So I was hoping that we could guess again. We could see uh, who won this round and then make guesses. I have the new cast and I'll read about their things and we could predict again. All right. Th- that sounds great. I have a quick question, though. So um, our guesses were from before the 90 Days. Did any of those couples graduate to the flagship? Not yet. Not yet, but there might be a season in between there and shit. 
People have graduated from before the 90 days to the OG show, though. Yes, I've seen that before. And then they've also gone on to Happily Ever After. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. There's a whole 90 day pipeline, guys. Fucking love Your it. OnlyFans will never be the same after you're on that show. All right. Remind me who some of these before the 90 days couples were. Let's take them a couple at a time. We'll give them. Yeah. Okay. Kim and Soldier Boy Usman. You know, Kim was the uh, 54 year old white woman who was chasing Soldier Boy, not Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy, who's a Nigerian rap star. They got into a bit of a tiff when uh, Kimbali found out that Usman's song Zara was not about all of the Zaras in the world. It was about one particular Zara that he dated. Oh, his the one particular Zara who was his ex. Yes. Okay. So now, she- now I remember she uh brought a brand new MacBook laptop and a PlayStation 5 with her to was it Nigeria, you said? I think they were in ten. Tanzania filming a music video or something, but he is from Nigeria. Yeah. So she came over there. She like tried to like bribe him into having sex. Yeah. And then she uh, like was crying when he wouldn't fuck her. Right. Cause there's this scene where like they're in a hotel room together and she is like asking him, like, let's have sex now. And he's just like, I don't know that I'm ready yet uh, to take that step in our relationship. Right. Like, she came, Kim, you gotta fucking love yourself. Like, he came over there, he wouldn't even call her his girlfriend. He was just like, you're a potential. Until the end of the trip, he wrote a cringy song about, girl, I saw you on the internet. (laughs) That won her back. And we both guessed that, yes, they would be together at the end of the season. So that is a point for each of us. They're, they're still together. They are. I, and I believe my reasoning held up, which is that like, look, if you're already starting off making these huge mistakes, like if you're like a woman twice this person's age, um, bringing thousands of dollars of electronics to Africa, like there's no changing your mind. Like you're on this path until you die. Like you are going to make this person your husband. Oh, yeah, I believe it. And Soldier Boy is just give that man a grade card already. God damn it. He has worked so hard for it. Just give him the goddamn grade card. I know. I know. So that's one point for me, one point for you. Next, we have a very special circumstance here. We have Alina and Caleb, which, as you know, Alina is the uh, little person confined to a wheelchair that got canceled harder than the fucking Dixie Chicks in 2004 because she attended an N-word party. I asked my friends. I had a friend's visit the other weekend and while we were out at brunch, I was showing them and I asked my black friend and I was like, hey, uh, what, what, what kind of N-word game would you play? And she was like, I don't know. What kind of white person game do you p- play? Pin the third digit on the credit score? <laughs> I was like, can I steal that for my show? She says, yeah, go ahead. A really good joke. <laughs> anyway, so I think we should make this one moot. Why? Because they got kicked off the show. Like, we don't know if they're together or not together anymore because they got kicked off the show. We can't look it up on Instagram or something? No, because they didn't attend the tell-all because that was the specific point in time where we need to know if they are together or not together. That's what we decided. And they were not on the tell-all because she went to an Edward party. Yeah, they were not on the tell-all. The host was like, uh, these two will not be joining us today. No explanation, no anything, just moving right along. But are we so happy that Hams is here in person? Yeah, nobody ask any questions, please. All right, so I'm going to write moot point 
for both of those. Uh, Gino and Jasmine. Jasmine, of course, being the woman screaming about uh, everything and Gino being the bald guy who needs a shave it or leave it app. I think I said these two would stay together. No, it looks like we both said no and we were both wrong. They're still together? They are and they're engaged. Even after that lady cried because Gino refused to change the colors of the walls because those colors were picked out by his ex-wife. Even when uh, Jasmine got on national television and said what she was most attracted to about Gino was the fact that he was ugly. (laughs) And they're still together. She did say that. I saw it. She did say that. I saw it happen. She also cried. She said, I'm vegan and I want your meat. Gino, she was very cringe on that towel. It was awesome. She was complaining that they would only have sex like once a month, which is... Shocking. Yeah. Because she looks like a a very popular OnlyFans model, and he looks like Gino. Yes, he sure does. So we both said no to them being together. We're both wrong. Okay. So we're still tied. Next, we have Memphis and Hamza. Memphis was the uh, nurse practitioner who had a kid and did not speak a lick of Arabic or whatever Hamza. Hamza was the guy who kind of cleans up nice, but I really don't see. Their storyline was fucking boring. She waited till the day before she got married to sign a prenup. And the lawyer was like, oh, yeah, good luck with that, bitch. So she then she's like, I have a post up here that you were going to sign. Like, that's going to do Jack Dick. What the fuck is, <laughs> fuck is a post up? I've never heard of a post nup. I've never heard of a post nup in my entire life. But I don't know that you can waive your marital rights. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can. Who the hell knows? I assume that they are still together. And uh, that was that my guess? Yes. And it was my guess, too. So neck and neck. We're two and two. Okay. Next, we have Jimena and Mike. Jimena was the one that was originally a My Free Cams model. And then she met this little gremlin of a man named Mike who was like, I don't like the fact that you're on My Free Cams. I'm going to give you a bunch of money to get off My Free Cams. And she did. And then he came to uh, her country. I believe it. Do you have to remember? I want to say Brazil, but I, I don't think say Brazil right. too. I want to say Brazil too. One of those countries. <laughs> Uh, and he says, he's like, I want to get married to you. I want to get married to you. And first she says, yes. Then she realizes what a disgusting slob he is. He's farting all over the place and like staring at her creepily when she wakes up. She's like, I don't want to date you. This relationship is over. And he keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And then he pulls out the money card. He's like, you realize if you break up with me, then you're losing the best thing that's ever happened to you. What are you going to do for money? She's like, I'm going to model. He's like, where are you going to model? At that adult job? She says, yes. What's the problem with that? You want to talk more about it? Because you know where we met. And then he just suddenly like went with his tail behind his legs. I heard that this guy was like tracking dog shit all over the house. Yeah, he stiffed in dog shit. And he literally could not smell the shit on his shoes. Because he smells that bad? I, I, I don't know. Yes. The answer is yes. And that's the million dollar question. If you can't smell dog shit, it's because you smell like dog shit. I mean, that's what I would assume. I smell dog shit. Very few times I've stepped in dog shit. I've smelled it immediately. Exactly. We both said, yes, they would still be together. They actually technically are because they were broken up hard at the end of the season. That was when he was like, she was like, get the fuck out of my apartment. He was like, I paid the rent on this apartment. I'm not leaving. Then runs back in like a freaking, uh, like a, like a Dobby or whatever. Dobby. (laughs) But by the tell all, they do come back and they are technically back together. So that's a yes for both of us. And that's a correct. All right. We're three and three. Next we have 
Ella and Johnny. Ella was the obese white woman from the middle of bumfuck nowhere Midwest. She was a weeaboo, an old school weeaboo too, like Rooney Kenshin, Yu Yu Hakusho weeaboo. Not these uh, kids that are jerking off to what is it? Kake, guru, I don't know. Johnny was her Asian prince. He was Chinese, but don't let details. Don't uh, lose the picture for the trees. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, she, there was inklings, like little hints of that there would be a plot line where Ella, because Ella's fat as fuck, would go to China and all the Asians would be like, Ella, you're fat as fuck. But then we never got that storyline because freaking COVID happened. Yeah, I'm sorry. She was stuck in Illinois or wherever, and he was like, I can't go to Illinois because the begin- it was the beginning of the panic, so China really had its dick out for keeping people within the country. He's like, I could go to Turkey or somewhere with, and then you could come from the United States to Turkey, and we could meet up in Turkey, but that will require me to quarantine for two weeks here, fly, quarantine for two weeks in Turkey, and then have, like, one week to see you, and I have, like, a job and shit, so I can't... A kid. Yeah, I can't, like, just take five weeks off of life and she was like do it or else I'm gonna have an open relationship and he was like I don't really want to do that and she was like well I flew the guy in on my birthday from China and we banged oh wait no she banged her friend on an undescript date but then she did flew out another Chinese man who she claimed she did not bang but I mean Wendy flew somebody out <laughs> yeah no I, I mean they, also the guy stayed at her house yeah exactly so you, amazingly, you voted yes that they would still be together. I said no, and they are still together, Asterio. So that's, you've pulled ahead of me. Okay, the, I'm ahead by one. The score is now four to three. And we come down to our final couple. Ben and Mahogany. Uh, Mahogany was the young girl who I think was like 22 from... I don't remember where they're from. This was a while ago when I watched it. Some country where they speak Spanish primarily. Uh, Ben was a weirdo with a lazy eye from America who was a pastor. God had called him to break up with his former wife and God called him to fuck this 22-year-old in uh, Chile or wherever they are. I'm in. And at the end, they have, I, I don't like Mahogany. Mahogany's weird, dude. I didn't like her vibe. Like Everything she said sounded like a telenovela. You want to give people your theory behind this? I have a theory. So I have a friend who happened to work for one of those sex sites. Like, what's it called? The one where you type, like, you can chat with horny singles near you. Well, apparently, I had a friend who actually worked for one of those companies. Mm -hmm. I was like, what was it like? And she says, here's something interesting. When you log on, guys need to be able to see that their favorite girl is online, like, all the time. So you'll log in for a shift. And then when you match with someone, there'll be, like, a little notepad doc of, like, details that have already been established with the character that you're playing. So you'll message that guy a few times till he disconnects and then you'll disconnect with somebody else and take on a different character. So the hypothetically, if Sarancha, if you found Sarancha on a Lonely Horny Singles site, you're not chatting with me. You're chatting with like 17 different people pretending to be me. Well, you're chatting with the character. Yeah, Which exactly. I fucking love. I love the idea that like, these women are engaging, and I assume some men too, are engaging in like collaborative role playing. It is. It's like a big giant game of role play that everybody's playing together. I asked, I was like, that sounds amazing. Did you get paid? Well, they did not get paid well. They got paid like 10 cents a message. That's what I heard. And that sucks. Yeah. So um, she was, my theory on that was that she was one of those people because there's one point in time where Ben brings her like a stuffed turtle or something that clearly has some kind of sentimental meaning. He's like, oh, you remember when we saw that turtle, this, that, and the other, and she was like, what? Like She had no fucking idea what he was talking about. So I'm thinking, perhaps, perhaps, this is an unconfirmed theory, that Mahogany 
was on one of those websites and was a character and she just decided to be the representative for the group of Mahogany's at her agency. And so somebody else who was playing, currently playing Mahogany, uh, did the turtle thing. So she would have no way to know that because they forgot to write it down. Well, there was also the age thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mahogany at one point said that she was 24. I think she said she was 24. She ended up actually being 22. And then she said that her parents lived with her at one point. And then she flies Ben out to fucking nowhere. And she lives in, she is a living quote unquote out of what is clearly an Airbnb. Like there's, there's bunk beds in the house. He's like, something ain't lining up here. But alas, uh, I said that they would still be together. You said that they would not. And you were right. That makes you the winner of this round. You beat me by two points. They broke up? They broke up. Wait. No, no, hold on. Let me rephrase that. She broke it off with him? Yes, she did. Wow. Uh, Mahogany the hive mind (laughs) broke it off. (laughs) It's like getting dumped by 20 women at once. Like that fucking, you guys remember that show, Kids Next Door? There was a villain that was called, I think, The Delightful Children. And it was six kids that would all talk at the same time in monotone. I don't know that, but that's awesome. I'm that's imagining like a pretty that good was villain. Mahogany was just an amalgamation of sluts. Hey, <laughs> hey, hardworking ladies trying to feed their families and sorry, such. Sorry, sorry. Come on, be nice. All right. So I won. You did. You're the winner. Well, you, you remember the prize. What was the prize? A thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> Venmoed immediately. Fuck you. I think I owe you all you can eat sushi or something. Well, I, I get you. Look, if you send me the thousand dollars, I'll pay for that. Wow. That's a big choice here. That's a big choice to make here. Double or nothing is serious. Because guess what? Because season nine of 90 Day Fiance has just been released. And so I was thinking we could do maybe the same thing. We could go through these couples, see who's going to work. Two thousand dollars cash. All right. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. All right. So season nine just started airing like a week ago, right? Yeah. A couple weeks ago. I think they're up to two episodes. Okay. So there's two episodes of it out. I know you're watching it. I know my mom's watching it. I know America's watching it. Now we're getting all new couples, all new fucked up couples, and they have 90 days to decide whether or not they're going to get married. Fuck yeah. And And they're in America this time. They are trying to get to America this time. They're trying to get to America. Okay. I mean, that's the whole thing with the 90 days is the K-1 visa. You can be here for 90 days, but- That's right. You have to get married during that time or else you got to send them back. They got to go back. Right. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. Yes. The ticking clock. Um, Well, start walking through these couples and let's start uh, seeing if they're- Duds or studs? What do you got? Okay. Are you excited to see our lovely cast of new 90 Day Freaks? Yes. (laughs) For our entertainment, the entertainment of all of the women in America. First, we've got Kobe and Emily. I'm going to say right now, based on their names, yes, they will still be together. Emily does not seem like somebody who quits. And Kobe does not seem like somebody with options. I mean, uh, what we know about Emily is that she got vacation pregnant once already. And I think her storyline includes uh, heavily implies another vacation pregnancy. But I digress. Uh, Let me read you TLC's summary. Tell me everything. Emily left her small town for the bustling city of Zhan, China to teach English. While out clubbing one night, she met Kobe and the connection was instant. Within two weeks, their one night stand turned into an engagement and a pregnancy followed soon after. When Emily returned to Kansas, they both assumed Kobe's visa would be quickly approved, but the pandemic delayed him by almost two years. During that time, Emily gave birth to their son and has been raising and supporting him on their own, while Kobe has not even had the chance to meet him yet. The pair is ready to reunite and become a family, but will their relationship be the same given all the 
physical, geographical, and familial changes since that fateful night in China. Oh, yeah. Emily's fat as fuck now because she's had a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing. Wait, Colby or Kobe? Kobe. K-O-B-E, like okay. a basketball player. That's the first thing Kobe says when he sees her. He's like, she has gained weight. What is it? With other cultures where they just say these things. They like it. It's great. We should start doing that here. We need a little more shame. Should we? Yeah. Huh? You think so? We need whatever I'm thinking in my head all the time in everybody else's head. Do we? Yeah. As I was laying on the couch today, I was like, oh, you haven't had a lunch yet. You should eat something. And then I thought to myself, nah, Sarancha, the less you eat, the better. <laughs> and then I watch TV instead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Wellbutrin. Got a double chin? Tell your doctor. Wellbutrin. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that the first thing he mentions is her weight. I don't think that bodes well for their relationship, but they got a kid, though. Ah, a kid will make you stick around. And plus, here's the thing. They get married. They can still get divorced. He doesn't have to father that kid. Now he's given birth to a brand new green card. You know what? I'm going to stick by you. Here's the thing. All of my guesses are going to be based purely on their names this time. Okay. I said they're going to stick together. I think they're going to stick together. What do you think? I'm going to say yes, too. This right. seems like a match made in heaven, and Kobe seems like he's kind of into fat chicks. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Time will tell. Everybody wins. Next, we have Kara and Guillermo, I believe his name is pronounced. They're going to stay together, too. Kara, much like Emily, that is like a tough Kara causes problems if the steak isn't the right way. Kara is like complaining down at the grocery store because, well, this pop secret popcorn was put behind this coupon. And even though it's a normal Redenbacher coupon, I think it should depend about Kara doesn't take shit. And Guillermo, I think, is like kind of down. I think Guillermo's looking for a good time and likes that Kara is like taking care of all this shit so Guillermo can just relax. Yeah, Cara, Cara gives me weird fucking vibes. She gives me weird vibes. I she, she annoys me in a way that's very specific, but I can't pronounce. Like, I don't okay. have the words to say to fully explain it. I guess band kid vibes Interesting. is first what I can get. Band kid vibes versus someone that's constantly talking about themselves and feel like Nathan, Nathan Masry plus band kids. Does that make any sense? That's Kara? That's what I'm getting from Kara. But I mean, man, let me tell you, I've been watching her. I watched two episodes. She does indeed speak Spanish and she does indeed use like local slang when she's talking with uh, her Spanish speaking boyfriend. So I'm like, oh, I guess I can't. I mean, you did it. You did what none of these couples fucking do. So you're probably going to stay together. But I'm going to say no, because you could always spend so much time with bad kid Nathan Masri before you freak the fuck out. Well, can I hear their like, because I don't know these characters. Like, like, give me the, what's their uh, elevator pitch? The TLC summary. Okay. Yeah. Guillermo, a Venezuelan living in the Dominican Republic, caught Kara's eye while she was on a work trip there. The two kept in touch after she returned home, not thinking it was anything serious. But that all changed when Kara's job asked her to relocate to the Dominican Republic. Things escalated from there. Kara moved in with Guillermo upon her arrival and an engagement quickly followed, raising eyebrows amongst Kara's skeptical family and friends. Due to the pandemic, Kara moved back home and the two have been separated for nine months. With his visa approved, Guillermo is now set to move to Charlotte. Charlottesville, but will their royal wind romance be able to survive Kara's partying habits and Guillermo's insecurity? She does kind of seem like they were setting it up for her to be like a wide mom. I wonder if that's true. 
Tell me about their physical appearance. Okay, Kara is 29. She's 29, but she acts like she's a fucking grandma. She is always talking about, I think this guy's what, like 22? My iPhone just closed. But she's always talking about being a cougar. Like, ma'am, you're not a cougar if you're not even 30 yet. Chill the fuck out. He's 23. That's not even that big of a difference. So it's like a six-year difference. Yeah, but she's like, oh, he's young. He's a kid. She, she has said some things about his age that has made me stop playing the video game. I was playing while listening to it and look at the screen <laughs> like let's just say it that way she said something like i i saw this young boy it made me stop like i, I hear, hear a lot you. of shit and it made me stop and rewind it i hear you so that's all i'm gonna say about her the weird thing about 90 Day fiance is people just verbalize the stuff that we don't like kara will always just be like yeah, I'm older. Yeah, he's younger. Yeah, he's seven years younger than me. But why does that matter? Age is nothing but a number. And there's like some other couple. Like I was overhearing you uh, watching it. Well, like there's this. Uh, I think she was like a Native American woman who's like twice some dude's age. Yeah. Uh huh. And and she's like, yeah, I'm twice his age. What's the what's the big deal? And it's like, well, okay, if you're talking about it, then it's at least a deal. Yeah, it's on the front of your brain. It's like they what they say when you're pregnant, you see like a ton of other pregnant people because pregnancy is in the front of your brain. Like yeah. if you're worrying about it, maybe it comes out a little easier. Yeah. Okay. But um, they're both hot, right? He's kind of hot. He looks kind of like an uncle, but she, I, th- I think most men, if given the opportunity, would have sex with Kara. Okay. So she's like a hot blonde party girl. Because, I mean, they met like in bars and stuff because he was like working as like a waiter. Yeah. She doesn't look like a hot blonde. She's not like a bottle blonde. I think she's got red hair. She wears lipstick. She's just, she kind of looked like an aunt. That's just the best way I could describe it. She looks like an aunt. Okay, very interesting. Um, well, I think they will be together um, based purely on their names. All right. All right well, you think they'll break up? I think they will break up. I'm writing no. You're writing yes. All right. $2,000 online. Double or nothing. Double or nothing. All right. Our next couple, we have Shahid and Bilal. Now, you know these two. You know these two because you've watched a little bit of the first episode. So Bilal is the guy in the poorly fitted suit who's always talking about his things that he has. He's like, I'm hood rich. I got this big, uh, probably $300,000 house and I drive an entry level Mercedes and all these foreign, these nefarious foreign women are coming after me for my money. So I got to find out if Shahida is uh, in love with me or in love with my uh, middle class lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen these two. Um, this guy is doing something super interesting. He clearly like, when online dating women from overseas was like showing off his Rolex and his car and his house. And he like, he wears like very fancy custom suit. I mean, not like actually fancy, but like, it's weird. Like he's spending money on his clothes. Um, And so he brings this woman over from Trinidad and he starts like lying to her about how he was actually poor. Like he picks her up in like a shitty old, like van filled with dust and tools. And then he brings her to a house that's got like paint peeling and mold and shit. Am I explaining this correctly? Yes. 
Almost exactly right. Yes. So Bilal claims that he was not showing like his house and his car on the Internet. He was not flexing. But I guarantee you he was. They've been doing a little digging in his Instagram and he was indeed flexing on the Internet. So he starts uh, e-dating this girl, Shahid, from the from Trinidad and Tobago. And she comes over here. Now, keep in mind, he had visited her. He had been like getting off the plane with his Rolex and his Gucci belt and his uh, $3,000 Louis Vuitton suitcase and they're having a good time on vacation mode but then she comes to America and this dude's driving a child molester van and like yeah I would kind of be pissed I would kind of be pissed if uh, I think everybody on I read the subreddit everybody on that subreddit hates this guy because it's like dude what are you doing like why are you playing these childish mind games and no I see nobody talking about the fact that yeah I mean it's childish what he's doing but also I would be fucking angry not only because you lied like even if this situation was correct because you're taking me home to a home that literally has mold on the wall that would not qualify for an FHA loan because it's probably unlivable. There's probably asbestos in the walls and you're spending $3,000 on your luggage. Like that is not a good sign. Yeah, I know. Um, So this dude is putting her through this weird like red pill test. Yeah, this like weird rigmarole to see if she like likes eating mold off the wall or something. Yeah. And I and of course, like this brings up the question like, well, were you lying to me before or are you lying to me now? Either way, it's not good. Like, but I think that they are going to stay together because this lady flew all the way from Trinidad. And I think she's going to be like, you know what? Like, yeah, this guy's doing some dumb shit, but I bet I could fix him. I think she's going to be like, I bet I can like. I bet this is all coming from insecurities and I bet I could get him to knock this off. And if he doesn't knock it off, we'll just get divorced and they'll have a green card. So who cares? Like, it seems like it's kind of only upside for her to marry this guy. I mean, it seems that way. I had a real question with this one because I'm debating whether or not they would stick to it because she seems like she has a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. Like she could walk out at any time. She's not like one of these that are just in awe of everything. And I kind of like that. I mean, he can't keep her in the condemned house forever. <laughs> He's going to have to show him his, uh, show her his sick pad at some point. And I think at that point, she will settle down a little bit and I do think they will get married. Yeah, I don't think it will last because I think this guy's insane. Correct. But I think they will get married. Again, it's a long flight from Trinidad. Uh, it took The visa took forever. Like, they're going to get married. The beaches are nice, though. Oh, do you want me to read the summary? I didn't even read the oh, summary. Oh, please. <clears throat> the sparks flew instantly when Bilal and Shaida met in person after connecting online months before. In fact, Bilal proposed after the two spent just one week together. Always a good start. Their lives couldn't be more different as Bilal is divorced, is a divorced father of two, while Shaida still lives at home with her parents. Shaida is ready to start a family of her own with Bilal, but he isn't sure he wants any more children. On top of that, Bilal wants Shaida to sign a prenup, causing a further rift between the two. That's another, I forgot about the prenup. Dude, you're like one step on the prenup level above like Memphis. <laughs> dude, you got an entry level Mercedes at a house in fucking Missouri. Chill out. A Let, let's calm down there, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Causing a further rift between the two. Will the pressures of moving to the United States, taking care of a family, and fostering a healthy relationship prevent them from walking down the aisle? Temporarily, I'll say, no, that will not prevent them because I think they're going to stay together. Okay, we both think they're going to stay together. Our next couple, we have Miona from Serbia and Jibri, I believe his name is, 
from Rapid City, South Dakota. Do you know anything about this couple? Well, I don't. Their names don't even give me any clues. Like somebody's named Kara. I know everything about this person. Jabri. This guy could be cool or he could be a maniac. He could be a cool maniac. Uh, give me the elevator pitch on these two. Okay, so Jabri is a gentleman from South Dakota. He is a Slavaboo, which is or a Serbaboo. He's the first black Serbaboo I've ever seen in my entire life. This dude loves Serbia. He speaks Serbian. Like I've seen videos of him doing it accurately, and people in the comments are like, yeah, he's legit. He's just sitting there talking about his grandma's uh, stuffed peppers or something. So he joins the this Facebook group and he meets this girl from Serbia, I assume. Serbia, yeah. Sorry, my brain just went off a clip. Serbia. And the thing with Miona is I, I see Miona and you're you're gonna I'm gonna show you a picture of Miona. Like, tell me what race this person is. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is not a good this is not a test you ever want. The woman in this photo here, you can come closer. No, you- I can see. Um the woman in that photo looks like an African-American woman. Uh, she looks very well put together. Nice hair. Yeah. Yeah. So she that that's what I thought originally, too. I was watching my friends. We sat there for like 10 minutes debating what she is. She was mm-hmm. like, uh, I, well, we were sitting there like, fuck, she's Dominican. She's definitely Dominican. And then she gets on her and she's like, no, I am 100% Serbian. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess I'm the fucking racist. I get there. There can be black people in Serbia. Nope. Turns out she's black fishing. <laughs> She's black fishing? <laughs> yeah, she's just spraying herself like 10 shades darker. Somebody dug up previous photos of her. Like within hours of that show airing, they had like all the dirt on her. And I was like, oh, I guess I was right to be racist in the first place. Wow. Okay, so let's see. Does that help or hurt their chances of getting married? Well, it shows that she's willing to transform into whatever fantasy this guy has. She's trying to fulfill his deepest fantasies he also seems pretty stupid like i don't know much well can you read the the little elevator pitch thing absolutely i can it was a picture perfect moment jabri noticed miona in the audience of his band's show in north Serbia. they've been together ever since and jabri proposed during one of their trips around the world miona can't wait to move to the united states and envisions a lavish life in los angeles but jabri recently moved back to his family's home in South Dakota. Will Miona be able to accept a life with Jabri in a small town or will the strains of living with his family combined with her jealousy prove to be too much? Her jealousy of what? I don't know. That's that's the that's a little teaser. Okay, interesting. This dude's in a band and this dude's band went to Serbia and he met like a he hooked up with like a Serbian fan of his band and now he's flying back to America. These two will be together. Really? Even if, uh, look, I imagine we'll end in divorce, but this lady seems like she's kind of in love with Americans. You know, like she like, uh, she's got this dream of like Los Angeles, California, Beverly Hills. Like she sees this guy in a band. He seems like a rock star. He seems like a stud. Um, This dude is crazy for Serbians. It's like they fulfill each other's fetishes. I mean, yeah, that seems like a big, uh, it's how often in the world do you find someone who compliments your fetish perfectly? But that's not her fetish is to just date an American. She wants to be living like the YouTuber, OnlyFans girl lifestyle. So that's why I'm going to say no. I think that she's going to get here and divorce him as soon as fucking possible to get that OnlyFans going. So they are going to get married, but then divorce. No, I'm saying no, they are not going to get married. Okay. 
I think they're definitely going to get married. And it's going to be a ridiculous ceremony. His band is going to play. He's going to break dance down the aisle. It's going to be ridiculous. Well, bada bang. We'll see. All right. Our next couple is Muhammad and Yvette. She was the one you were talking about with the Native American crystals. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that was her name. So I, I've seen a little bit. So she's like literally twice his age, right? Like she's like 42. She, she's like 27. She is 48 and he is 25. So almost twice his age. Yeah, off by two years. Exactly. Um, but she is, she takes care of herself. She's in pretty good shape. Like she's clearly like a yoga mom. Um, the clips I've seen, like she spends a lot of money on her hair. Like her hair looks immaculate. Um, she's got a special needs kid. And this dude is like, I've never seen a guy this shredded. Like, <laughs> he, like he's got abs. I, I didn't know you could have abs. Like, this guy is cut out of granite. Um, I think that they will get married and stay. I, I think I'm predicting every one of these couples will get married. But I predict that they will get married and stay together. Because I think that she, like, the sex is, like, way too good for her to pass up. And... I think this like 27 year old guy can kind of just be like a kept dude for a while, like a trophy husband. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason that it's like the reverse uh, sex tourism thing, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say no, because he seemed a little like you don't get those abs without being a little demanding. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say she doesn't like him telling her what to do. And she seems like she's old enough to kind of just walk away. Like she's not Darcy. She doesn't seem like she's absolutely desperate to get anyone on the hook. So I'm going to say no. true. I just think that there's way too much in it for this guy. Cause like you're not allowed to work for like a year or two. So he can literally spend all that time at the gym and on Instagram. Like he's like a fitness dude. Like this dude is like a fitness influencer. She'll work hard. He can babysit her kid while she's at work. It's like everybody wins here. Do you want to hear their little summary? Please. Despite a 23-year age gap, Mohammed slid into Yvette's DMs, gross, after noticing their shared love of fitness. The flirtation became an engagement when Yvette traveled to Egypt to meet Mohammed in person. At home, Yvette has a 12-year-old son with special needs, meaning Mohammed is going to be closer in age to his future stepson than to his wife, if they say I do. On top of that, the culture norms in the, in the States are different from what Mohammed is used to, and he's not sure he's comfortable with the independent and carefree way Yvette lives her life. Will the reality of life together be too much for this couple's relationship to survive no we'll be fine there'll be a learning curve like he'll have to like eat some shit and realize like you can't just like yell at people <laughs> but um no no i think they'll i think they'll be okay no i think it's gonna be like a fuck the britney situation where uh the dude just like storms back after a big explosive argument holy shit really <laughs> fuck the britney okay <laughs> Next, our final couple, our final couple, I'm not going over Binny and Ariel because they've been on the show like seven fucking times. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> exactly. Next, we have Patrick and Thais. This is a couple that we have not met yet. So this is going to be like real. We have the exact same level of information on these two. Okay. Patrick, when I hear the name Patrick, no offense to any Patricks out there. I mentioned a dumpy guy with very few options. This woman? I don't know. That's a cool name. I think they'll stay together. I think this is the all winter season. A bunch of marriages followed by half as many divorces. Well, why don't I read you the summary and then you can decide? I've already decided, but I'm listening. Okay. When Patrick traveled to Brazil to reconnect with his father's side of the family, he decided to look for a Portuguese teacher on dating apps. 
Thais. Thais swiped right and was more than happy to help him out. Patrick courted Thais over several trips to Brazil, winning her heart, showering her with lavish gifts, and eventually proposing. Despite never having been to the United States, Thais is excited to start a new life with Patrick. But will he be able to give her the extravagant life she's used to in Brazil? And with Will the deep emotional wounds Patrick sustained from his first divorce cause him to think twice about his pending nuptials? Keep in mind, he's only 31 and he has been divorced. And how old is this lady? 25. Okay. Can you describe them physically? Uh, Patrick looks like he would, he looks like someone who you go to high school with who dad owns a construction company and he works there on the weekends. Does that make sense? Yes. And she just looks like a hot girl. She looks like an influencer. They will stay. He will do whatever it takes to close this deal. And I'm basing that purely on the fact that his name is Patrick. I didn't even know the stuff you just told me, which only reinforces my theory. Yeah, I feel like a big pessimist, but I'm going to say no on this one. I think this one, she's going to storm back because I think we've got a ball sheet situation going on. Rancho. Yeah. Don't you realize you're thinking about all this logically? Like, well, logically, like this 48 year old woman would have enough of this 20. four-year-old guy's bullshit and logically like this woman would stand up for herself like logically this lady's got a good head on her shoulders there's nothing logical about being on 90 day fiance if you've already decided to be on this show you're fucked in the head and fucked in the head people love to get married over and over and (laughs) over again I mean, I guess Patrick is already divorced once, so he's showing the pattern. <laughs> so is this? So is that other guy that's dating the woman from Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah, he's, he's divorced already, and they both definitely got something fucked in the head. Well, I don't know about Patrick yet, but Bilal's definitely something's. There's a screw missing. Yeah, this we are. This is going to be a beautiful season of disasters, just like a cornucopia of like fighting and fucking and crying and consummating. I'm so excited! I can't wait. Um, well, listeners, if you are watching 90 Day Fiance, leave us a little note in the comments that says, yes, I know this may not seem appropriate for the target audience, but I do like 90 Day Fiance. Call in. Please call in. I could listen to 90 Day Fiance voicemails, 90 Day Fiance, 90 Day Fiance voicemails till the freaking cows come home, please. It's my special interest. I have to info dump. <laughs> yeah, you call in. You call 848-863-5343 or you email the loudest podcast at gmail.com. That's it for the loudest podcast this week. Um, Sriracha, just, I guess, Venmo me that thou whenever, like, whenever you have it. Ah, ah, ah. New season isn't over yet. Oh, double or nothing. Yeah, you're oh, going right. to Venmo me $3,000. That's not double. It's double. It's it, not. It's double. <laughs> it's not. It's double. All right. We uh, thank you guys so, so much. We will be hiring an editor soon again so that these episodes come out more regularly. We might hire that producer lady too. If she were over here setting up all these lights, I could just be I could just be on the couch there watching Gordon Ramsay. I mean, I wouldn't. I would just jerk off the whole time. Like I, I I'm very I'm at maximum productivity right now. Sorry. You can jerk off in the other room. I guess so. Yeah. No one's telling you just don't jerk off in our producer's immediate proximity. Go to the bathroom. It's New York. True. That's what they're here for. True. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye.